There is something in every one of you that waits and listens for the sound of the genuine in yourself. It is the only true guide you will ever have. And if you cannot hear it, you will all your life spend your days on the ends of strings that somebody else pulls. Howard Thurman. I am Otis Moss, and I'm your guide for the Inward Journey, a Howard Thurman podcast. Howard Thurman is an anomaly. He is an African-American mystic within what arguably we call the Christian tradition. You don't find many of them today. He's a class all by himself, not seeking any glory or any notoriety because of uh, his theological bent, but he is a guidepost for us to do ministry and to do it well, to be thoughtful in our approach to availing ourselves to the move of the Spirit of God, um, definitely theologically, intellectually, uh, but for it to achieve an end for a greater purpose that's bigger than us. Um, that's who... And that's why we celebrate Howard Thurman. I learned about Howard Thurman during my freshman year at Morehouse College. Quite honestly, I did not know who Howard Thurman was, but our dean of the chapel would make reference to Howard Thurman when I would attend on a regular basis. First year as a deacon, then you know, second year as a chapel assistant, became more um, knowledgeable about who Howard Thurman was. But as uh, a young person who was really eager to uh, recognize my fullest potential, being in an environment that championed the development of black men. Uh, this whole notion of learning or hearing people's stories, particular of folks whose names were on buildings or had monuments in their honor, there was something special about them. And quite honestly, uh, Howard Thurman fit the bill. Uh, from rural Florida came uh, to Morehouse College on a prayer and a hope uh, whereby uh, he uh, was deficit of resources, uh, but he was uh, championed in getting to uh, Morehouse by a stranger, a man in his autobiography who wore overalls, who helped him as he cried, as he sat on his luggage because he did not have the uh, requisite train fare to make his way to Atlanta comes to Atlanta, excels as a student, as valedictorian of his class, uh, leaves Atlanta, goes to uh, what is now uh, Colgate-Rochester, Rochester Theological Seminary in New York, is number one in his class in an integrated environment uh, in the earlier part of the 20th century. Not only does he uh, lead with distinction there, but he comes back to Morehouse and takes an appointment at Spelman uh, and Morehouse in the Department of Religion and Philosophy then goes to Howard University, the Black Mecca, is dean of Rankin Chapel, then does work with the uh, Fellowship of Reconciliation and leads a multicultural ministry before it was popular in the city of San Francisco, uh, then goes to D, uh, BU, Boston University, and serves as dean of Marsh Chapel. And so at the time, at my level of development and maturity, Howard Thurman resonated with me because he was uh, a bunch of first uh, titles, but more specifically, um, responsibilities. 
Uh, he was a trailblazer, and uh, it just resonated with me. Uh, I loved his autobiography. Uh, his book, uh, Jesus and the Disinheritant, is a, is a must-read for any minister who proclaims to be a social justice advocate. Um, and uh, just loved those works. Now, um, a short story. My first year of divinity school uh, at Harvard, I took the religious thought of Howard Thurman with Walter Fluker, who is uh, the foremost authority on Howard Thurman. He is a curator of the Howard Thurman papers. And um, Howard Thurman really helped me to mature theologically, uh, to mature uh, even academically. Um, I thought I would take this class on a person who's black at my you know, big divinity school, and um, it would be something that was fulfilling. It was hard as well. Uh, Howard Thurman's writings overall are very dense, very complex, and I had to wrestle with the text. i never forget, I read one of his books on suffering, and at the time, you know, 21 years old, full of vigor, full of life, and his concept on redemptive suffering, it just did not agree with me. I felt that I was young, I was gifted in black, everything should come through me. But as I have matured and lived life, I can see uh, some of the benefits of going through hard tasks, trials and tribulations, and seeing the power of God move in your life. And Howard Thurman's book on redemptive suffering, uh, even on that paper that I did not do well on, um, has truly benefited me uh, along the way as I uh, practice in ministry, practice in other avenues of my life. So um, just a big, big fan of Howard Thurman. Also, uh, when I started serving the Trinity United Church of Christ, uh, one of my colleagues here, the late uh, Reverend uh, Michael Jacobs, uh, one of our responsibilities uh, here were uh, to lead funerals. And uh, we did a lot of funerals just because of the, the, the nature, the vast size of our congregation. And I never forgot that every time uh, Reverend Jacobs would lead a funeral, which was arguably two, three, sometimes five times a week, um, he would start out his uh, homilies, his sermonic reflections uh, for the deceased with a reading of Howard Thurman. And so in this space, uh, we would do Howard Thurman Reflections here at Trinity United Church of Christ. So Howard Thurman was definitely on the brain uh, as far as ministry practice, particularly seminal text, uh, Jesus and the Disinherited. So uh, to that end, uh, Howard Thurman still inspires me um, to this day within ministry practice, particularly in work around race and reconciliation, which now morphs into women's rights, which now uh, morphs into uh, the LGBTQ movement. Uh, any justice movement, the groundings of his work, of his writings, of his practice and praxis uh, champions or resonates itself with anything uh, that is remotely progressive, anything that really is reflective of God's um, call and mandate for us to embrace agape love. Thurman is all in that, whereby there's no strings attached. The the uh, connection uh, to movements, the connections to embracing the humanity of people it is unconditional. It's God's love, and uh, Thurman really does that well. So, in particular, when I am doing work, um, with people who've never heard of Howard Thurman before. Now, mind you, I'm not going out taking a poll to find out who knows Howard Thurman and who does not know Howard Thurman. But I take liberties to share uh, quotes with uh, 
about how uh, one particular quote about Howard Thurman, particularly when I'm engaging young people, um, if I'm giving an address, uh, if I'm doing a motivational uh, talk or speech, and I talk about uh, a quote that he uh, had in his autobiography where he talks about the essence of life is the dash, the dash. The dash is the day from which you're born, is encompassed between the day in which you're born and the day within which you die. And I always tell people um, that, that quote, simple quote, um, the essence of life is a dash. But I always encourage people to make their dash good. Make their dash good. From the time from when you're born to the time you lie, make your mark uh, to be of good service to somebody. The Bible says, you know, love God with everything and love your neighbors yourself. Uh, the, the, the question that was asked to Jesus by his disciple, what are, are the greatest commandments of all? And, and we love God with everything. Uh, and we love ourselves, neighbors as ourselves. And I instruct people, encourage people, that if we embrace uh, that dashdom, if you will, uh, that dashology, uh, whereby we are doing something to help somebody along the way, uh, that we're doing something that's meritorious, that we're doing something uh, that allows uh, someone's life uh, to be better, that we're living or championing causes that are greater uh, than work that we do or than, uh, uh, that is greater than ourselves, uh, then our, our lives won't be in vain. Um, and so I encourage people uh, to hold on to that quote. Why? Because I hold on to that quote. Now, am I a gunner? Am I out trying to um, just rack up and accomplish all of these things? Yes or no. But... <laughs> The reality is, is that it's not about Aaron. It's not about Aaron. But making a good life for other people is a life's mission. It makes all of this make sense for me from a, a justice witness perspective. How can we help? How can we enlighten people? And the, the, the reality is, is that that was uh, the life's testament of, uh, of how with, I mean, the Negro spiritual says, uh, let the life I've lived speak for me, let the work I've done speak for me. His life's work is still speaking from the grave. Um, I just am very encouraged, but more specifically, uh, want to support these causes that we are uh, highlighting the work of Howard Thurman, uh, the work of Walter Earl Fluker, the work of Trinity United Church of Christ, the work of Otis Moss III to ensure that we're curating uh, and continue to curate his legacy because the substance and the quality of his work is still relevant today. It's interesting, as a, a middle-aged person, um, I see the younger generation, um, those who are about to embark upon adulthood, uh, they're full of energy, uh, as most generations who've come before them, uh, they are enlightened uh, with technology. Uh, they uh, are cap technologically capable, let me say it that way. Um, they have the ability to do a lot of complex things well and quickly. Um, I marvel at their native intelligence, uh, even those who are resource challenged, particularly growing up in areas like Chicago. Uh, there are a lot of things uh, that they do well despite deficiency of resources. Uh, just being, you know, in this context, um, 
it's not all bad. They are much better than what the media portrays them. They are much more conscious and don't want to be exploited and don't necessarily want to exploit others. They are uh, way more uh, compassionate than we give them credit. We must expose them to Howard Thurman, that they embrace him as a part of their nuance, uh, and that the movements uh, that are afoot, uh, uh, there, there is a, a path for them to follow. Um, you can stand in the gap. You can be that sacrificial lamb uh, that uh, provides uh, direction, if you will, that provides insight. Uh, you can be that, that voice in a crowd uh, that rises to the top of the cacophony of, uh, of dialogue uh, to push us forward. And that's what Howard Thurman represented throughout his career. It's one thing to be a badger first, but quite honestly, if you're first in 2023, that's a problem. That means that you, whomever you're around, uh, they're stagnated or there's not been that much diversity, right? But more specifically today, um, the resonance of Howard Thurman is the one who stands or resides in the midst of chaos, but is that voice of reason, the voice of consciousness. And even in the midst of the heat or the, 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 um, the rigmarole, if you will, of the back and forth of the pull and tug, if you stand firm, um, the message will get to the masses and people will begin to change. And so um, that is a message that we want young people to be the story we want young people to be exposed of, to say that you know, if, if Howard Thurman did it, you can do it too. You don't have to be uh, fearful. You, you can stand firm on your beliefs and your values, especially if they're rooted in helping others to be better and pushing society forward. I am Otis Moss, and I'm your guide for The Inward Journey, a Howard Thurman podcast. <laughs>